Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. Today, I'm really, really excited to have this guest with us today. And today we've got Jessica Audsley. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm really great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm really, really well. We had a lovely chat before we started, so I'm really excited to jump in and introduce you to the audience, um, which I'd love to ask you to do. Um, Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. So um, I'm Jess and I'm a social media strategist and I'm the founder of a company called Rock Social, which is a boutique social media consultancy. I help mainly female founders with their social media strategies, both paid and organic. Um, But I also do speaking engagements and training and things like that. So I talk to lots and lots of business owners um, all over Sweden uh, for Google. So I'm a Google digital expert in Sweden. And uh, this is where I live now, but I'm I'm originally Swedish, but I I lived in in the UK for 10 years in in East London. Amazing. Wow. There's so much for us to get into, but I guess I want to start with the business. Rock Social, what's the story behind the name? What's the story behind the name? Um, The area that I live in uh, has a lot of uh, mining. It's mining uh, history around here. So there's loads of of, uh, mines, old mines that are not used anymore, but a lot of the, the industry around here. So it was connected to the geographical spot, but it was also connected to sort of standing solid as a rock in the sense that that's what I want to kind of be as a business owner. And of course, you want to be rocking your socials, right? (laughs) It's hard. Naming is very, very difficult. There are some people who are fantastic at it. I am not one of those. So, But it's there and I, I do love it now. So it's brilliant. Amazing. And take us back to the beginning of, I guess, your career journey to this point. Where did it all begin for you? So um, I have 20 years of experience in PR and comms. That's where I spent uh, almost the entirety of my entire career. And um, born in Sweden. So I started out after uni. I I worked in the film industry in Stockholm, uh, running press and PR for Disney's film company. And then I was recruited to London where I did the same, but for Discovery Networks, the American TV channels. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of where I started out. and always worked in comms, always loved it. And my latest sort of employed position was doing internal comms and intranet. So more towards the digital, which got me interested in that world. And it's basically what's happened. If I look across 20 years, what's happened is the world has become digitized, right? So that's Mm -hmm. a natural progression. And I um, was in a bad situation I really wanted to leave. It was a very male-driven, toxic environment. Um, I was bullied. I used to sit in my car and cry before I I, uh, went into work. And now I can sort of shrug at it. But it was Mm -hmm. really a trauma that I had to work through for a long, long time. 
And I know I'm sure that there are people out there who are unhappy um, in their careers or in the place that they're at. And for me, I cannot say for anybody else, but for me, the only answer was to leave. And um, that didn't come easy. I tried for years and years to make it work. I really did. I tried everything I could, but it all came to a to a halt when I was sat in a conference room with my manager, the HR manager for the business and the union rep who was representing me. And we were just about to start a new project, which I had already done a very similar project for the same company. I had the experience, I had the know-how and the competence. And when they it was queried by the union, the HR manager said, well, it doesn't really matter because he's her manager. So what he says goes. And those words were the moment when I was like, this is it. I am not letting myself be marginalized anymore. I'm not going to let, you know, my competence not shine. There has to be something else for me. And I had twins and they were a year and a half at the time. And then I have an older boy as well. So my mum thought I was crazy <laughs> to leave uh, employment without yeah. knowing what I was going to do. But I upskilled. I'm in my 40s, so I upskilled um, in social media, knew that I had so much experience to share with the world and, um, yeah, slowly found my groove and my confidence. And that was really key for me, mindset. It's really what I rely on every single day in my business um, and it's, it's what I built my business on. So I've done a lot of work on that side uh, of myself and it really, really serves me in my business every day. That's amazing. And in terms of the mindset work, I guess, what were what were some of the biggest challenges, I guess, you, you overcame as part of that change, that, that shift or pivot? Obviously, being in such a toxic environment and a work environment that was just dreadful, put me in a depression and all of those things, I slowly, slowly got out of it. And but my self-esteem had really taken a huge knock and I didn't really believe in myself. There's very many ways you can do it. There's coaching. I personally use cognitive behavioral therapy that has really worked wonders for me. Um, so for me, it was using those techniques to address the issues that I think a lot of people uh, can resonate with, such as the inner critic that is constantly in our ear, um, talking to us in a very negative way, a way that we would never and speak to our, our best friend. And also the imposter syndrome, which I think is, is prevalent when you're starting a business. There's competition out there. Who am I to do this? Who am I to, to, to take space and things like that? And I just, it took a lot of work, um, but I ended up in a place where it's, I am now, where it's, who am I not to give the world? Who am I to, to hold the world, hold um, not give the world of my gifts and what I have to share with people. So, yeah, it takes time and it's not easy, but it is it is absolutely worth it. Yeah, it's so amazing to hear. And um, even going back to you saying, you know, your mum thought you were crazy to just take this leap. Um, <laughs> it makes me think of all the times where um, I've made decisions in my own career that nobody else has understood or very few people. Right. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I, I'm grateful to always have that very small, cl close cluster who goes, yes, Jazz. Yeah, I, I could see I kind of knew you were going to do this. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And I think, you know, we are 
social beings. So we look for approval and from others, especially women. I mean, I think sort of like prehistorically, we are a part of a tribe and we want to be accepted and we want to be, because we know that if we're out of, cast out of the tribe, we'll get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or something. So, mm. you know, it's a part of who we are. And unfortunately, our brains haven't really developed. So we are looking for that approval. But I just really think that you should be careful with whose approval you're seeking. Yeah. Because if it's people that you don't look up to or who you know don't understand the path that you're on, then stay in your lane and look for those key people, like you say as well, that who will cheer you on, who will who will get it. A um, couple of my best friends are business owners. They're people I, they're women that I rely on. They're my tribe when it comes to advice, and they're cheering me on and and picking me up when I'm feeling down, and you know, celebrating with me when things are great. So. You know, that's I, I think that we need to be really careful about whose appro- approval we seek. Yeah. Yeah. That's so very important um, because it can sometimes be a hindrance or it can be supportive. Um, but I find, especially in my work as a career coach, it's more of a hindrance. You'd be surprised how many um, decisions are stalled or um blockages are just simply down to being worried about what other people think and when you drill down into those specific other people and you kind of wonder who are they to to you in the first place you start to realize actually these other people don't matter because the people closest to me will support me yeah and it's still a loud voice yeah absolutely and my mum does support me I Mm. think it's just that first reaction of like this is crazy and running your own business in a sense is very much that it's like having a belief and going out on a limb and sometimes you have to do it on gut feeling you don't know whether it's the right thing to do but you have to believe that it is and then you you just do it it's not perfect but it's 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 a first try and you can always refine later and Mm. I just came to a point in my life where I was you know old enough to not let fear rule my life anymore I couldn't I couldn't um, let that happen and I I saw so clearly when I did all of this work that I was in a sense my own worst enemy as well because I had Mm. built up a prison which only existed in my own mind so when I was in in that role and I was very very unhappy I told myself that I would never find another job with the same salary uh, locally told me that myself that I would have to commute which I didn't want to do with small children and all of these things that I was telling myself that these were the reasons I couldn't leave and these were the reasons I had to stay if I had just at that point lifted my gaze a little bit and believed in myself a little bit more, which I came to do eventually when I had done all the work. Um, But it was something that I created for myself. And I think that we so often do that in life, that we tell ourselves these stories about how things are and how they should be. And it's not necessarily true. And Mm. um, I think that's why we need people like you who can coach us through those challenges in our career, because it's hard to do on your own. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, And it's so important for us to acknowledge it. I think there's so much, especially in the media, um, and even more so um, kind of in this sort of pandemic year, really just spotlighting entrepreneurship as a a really viable um, 
way forward, a really viable career path. Um, And on one hand, as an entrepreneur myself, I'm like, this is amazing. We want to see more of these stories. We want to increase representation, especially around female business owners and those achievements and those that are local as well, right? Because again, like with most things, we tend to be a bit US centric. And then also being in the UK, then we get obsessed with London. And then we, and just watching people spotlight you know small businesses in a small town in Leeds and the, the businesses that are popping up in Brighton and things like that and and I say popping up acknowledging that that's my London-centric person speaking because it's not a thing of popping up right these companies have been around they've always been there it's just now getting the spotlight but I also wonder on the other side whether there's enough conversations about the realities of entrepreneurship and kind of what you're choosing if you choose it as a career and it is yeah that gut feeling that always you know trying to be hopeful and not always having those guarantees um which also I guess regardless of what career you're in this last year's taught us that there are no guarantees regardless right absolutely Um, so yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting time to see see the landscape and see the conversations around entrepreneurship and running and creating businesses the pandemic have, has done so much for the way that we look at life and work mm. that it can be truly much more flexible than we thought. It has challenged the way that, that we work and it's shifted in a, in a way that it would have taken decades to shift, I believe. You know, people like Facebook are now saying we're not going to have offices mm. uh, in central London uh, because you know, we can all work from home and get together as and when, and there's freedom there. I have someone I know who works for Spotify and they've got a deal where they say, it doesn't matter where in the world you work, you can work wherever you want. Um, As long as you just keep doing your job, Google has similar stuff. So in a sense, it's, it's made us all sort of mini entrepreneurs. And I love that because, you know, being in a job and kind of going through the motions and all of that takes the creativity out of people. And that's what I realized when the pandemic hit that I really, I had a choice, right. As a, as a business owner, I could either panic and, you know, just like be still and like, Oh my God, what is happening? Or I could try and reframe it. And what I did is I started thinking about it. If I had been employed now, I would probably be freaking out because I'd be worried about losing my job and there's no power in that for me this is highly personal but there was no power in that but whereas a business owner yes my clients disappeared super quickly overnight instantly but I knew that the only person who could do anything about that was me so if I have a growth mindset and instead of panicking start thinking about okay well this is certainly weird and challenging and what can I do about this I would rather have that power uh, even as scary as it is when the rug is pulled from under us, I still mm-hmm. want, I still choose a career running my own business because I have that power. It's it's only up to me. Um, mm-hmm. And and starting my business was very much a, a, an act of, of trying to seek that freedom of not being employed anymore, not having a manager tell you your worth and so on and so forth, but me taking over the reins of my own career. So, so the pandemic has been obviously... You know, there's all the 
the human stuff, which is absolutely dreadful. But on the mm. other hand, I think there are, you know, great lessons that we have learned along the way as well. And it's been a challenging time as a business owner, but it's also fantastic for somebody who works with social media because the usage of social media everybody came on board automatically <laughs> yes and it underlined what social media really is which I think we sometimes forget when we're out there promoting our businesses or ourselves as personal brands is that it's about human connection fundamentally it's about human connection it's about people meeting engaging talking to each other so um yeah, it's been an interesting time. It really, really has. And I think it's rewritten the rule book as well about how brands have to act on social media and how they how they really can connect with their audiences. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to know a little bit, uh, I guess, more about that, because for me, my business was born online. I always did in real life things, but because it was a business that I ran around my day job, online was just the the easy choice. That's where it was easier for me to show up. I didn't have an office space. If I saw my clients in person, I had my select bunch of lovely coffee shops. And even those coffee shops, the shortlist was based on how late they stay open because if I finish work at six, I need to be able to get to you really quickly and have a session before it's time for bed. Um, and I wonder... I guess what what that's been like for you who's kind of always known digitization has been happening for years and this is you know a, a kind of part of life now but I guess in your role specifically have things changed around I guess your communication right because I almost and this is me making an assumption so do correct me if I'm wrong but I always always sort of assumed that pre-COVID there was always a subset of the market who the first conversation needed to be explaining why social media is worthwhile in the first place and then once you've kind of educated around that then we start to talk about what that maybe could look like for their organization platforms and so on and so on and I wonder if that sort of flipped a little bit where people are like I know and like what what's that shift been like for you I think it's absolutely true. Uh, what you're saying is that the shift in knowledge and understanding of social media has just been been huge. People now see the potential out there um, and about communicating their brands maybe in a slightly different way, because no longer is it, you know, really workable to be this sort of faceless organization that mm. hides behind a brand we now need to kind of feel a connection. And I think that it shows so much in the very high numbers of people, over 85% of people purchase something that they've seen on Instagram and on other social media. And their first connection to the brand is on social media. So it's literally the first, the first impression. That's where you, you only get that one chance, right? So I think that there's loads of people who have realized uh, the potential that didn't didn't do that before. Before, I chose not to go for those clients who didn't get it. 
Mm-hmm. So people who come to me are like highly motivated. They get it. They know what they have to do, but they don't know exactly how to do it, which is where I come yeah. in and help. Or they have a present presence already, but they feel maybe they're stagnated or they don't um, really know how to go about it. There's a lot of information out there about social media down to the teeny tiniest bit of how to do hashtags on Instagram. There's like conflicting advice and all of that stuff. And And the way that I work is that, I do work with women. So a part of what I do tends to be kind of like coaching as well, you know, about visibility and about Mm -hmm. using social media um, as a way of connecting with your ideal client and how how that can look. But certainly it's made a huge difference uh, in the way that people now understand what social media is about, what potential it has, but also that it's much more about human connection than it used to be. I think we were so used to these very filtered influencers and, you know, images that have been highly photoshopped. And we sound, it's very overused, the word authenticity, but that is what we're really looking for. And big brands are good at doing this now as well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There's um, Innocent, for instance, who have a really funny uh, Twitter feed, you know, and they're they're a good example of of a brand who connect with people on a very funny and humorous kind of way. And sometimes that can go wrong as well. Mm. But, you know, they own their mistakes and and that's what it should be like. Nobody gets it right all the time. It's just that humanity in it all. So so it's definitely changed. Um, awareness is higher, but also that sort of human connection. And I think it's all good. It's, it's the right direction that we're, we're moving in. Yeah. Yeah. I think even, even as you were describing that, I kind of thought of the shift that I've seen on LinkedIn to more humanizing sharing and that being accepted, um, where kind of, I know a few people will describe LinkedIn as the the gray one, the gray, you know, yeah. almost not even respected as a social, a form of social media. Um, it's the, it's the online CV place. It's nowhere that you can have a proper conversation, build connections and, and relationships, even though it is a network, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's part it used, of it used to be like that. I agree with you. It used to be mm. like that, but now it's, it's, it's shifted, hasn't it? It's so yeah. much more open and people are connecting with each other in a different kind of way. And I think it is, because of what happened with COVID, it, we're in it together. You know, there's a sense of community of going through this, regardless of where you are globally. We've we've all been hit in one way or another, and, and some yeah. people way, way, way worse than others. Uh, but it is something that, as a community, we are going through together. So the challenges within the workplace and the challenges as a business owner, there's connection there. And that community and that connection is definitely showing through on LinkedIn, which I think is a fantastic development because it was pretty boring, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, just just a little, just yeah. a little. <laughs> oh, that is, I, I feel like I could talk to you about this all day. I, I, I have an interesting relationship with social media, but it is so important. Like I said, um, from day one, Um, I didn't need to be told why I need to spend some time on it and put some focus on it. It was just more, again, like you said, the how, learning the strategies and the differences between the platforms and all of those things. I guess for anybody who's listening, who's still in that space of, I've been told I should have social media, but I don't know what to do. What would be, um, even if it's just one piece of advice, what would be your, your advice to the social media 
a business newbie? Yeah, so I would give three pieces of advice if I may. Let's do it. So this is like my basic strategy for any platform. So start with be where your clients are. So look at the platform, not out of where do I want to be? Think about your client, your ideal client. Uh, Where are they? That's the most important question that you can ask yourself in the beginning. And that goes hand in hand with the second part, which is, uh, where are where are they and who are they? So try to define for yourself, and this will serve you well in in any part of your marketing. Trying to understand who your ideal client is, because we when we start businesses, we go, well, listen, I don't want to niche down, and I don't want to um, say who's my client and who's not, because I I I I'm happy with any business I can get, and I serve everyone. Yes, I totally get that. Been there, done that. But the truth is you do serve a particular kind of client. You just don't know it yet. So um, it's about trying to dig down, deep down into that. Who is that and where do they hang out? So start there. It's always with the client, never with yourself, uh, Mm -hmm. the client or the customer. And then the third part is the content strategy. So try and think about what kind of content works for that ideal client. What will they engage with? What will resonate with them? And then the tonality of that as well within that content strategy. How are you speaking to them? Are you speaking to them so that they hear their pain points in your content? So it's really three parts. It's about understanding the client, choosing a platform where they are, not where you want to be, and then creating content that resonates with them. So it's really going for the client in the center of that strategy. Um, It's not done in a day. It takes a lot of thinking, some exercises and stuff like that, but it'll serve you well to do that work. One of the first things that I invested in in my business when I was, you know, trying to hold on to the money I was making, didn't want to in, in, in invest in anything at all, was yeah. uh, exploring my brand values. Mm-hmm. And, and th- through doing that work with somebody else who could guide me, I found out who my clients were, what my business values were, and what I wanted to focus on. And it, it, by a little bit of, with a little bit of work, I found out so much more. And it, it is stood me in good stead um, because I always go back to that. So I choose to work mainly with female founders yeah. for various reasons. One is that I spent 20 years of my career working with men and I'd really <laughs> like that for there to be more business women. In, in mm-hmm. Sweden, we have about 27% of yeah. all businesses are owned by women. And that is that is just a terrible number. It's lower than in, 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 there's not a lot of um, statistics in the UK, but it's definitely one of the lowest numbers in Europe for sure. Um, And what's even worse is that only 1% of all risk um, investment capital in Sweden goes to female founded businesses, 1%. And that is just in a, in what you perceive probably as an equal country, that's, Mm. that's a dire situation. So for me, it's so important to, to get women to a point where they can feel confident about the social media, use those channels to brand their business and market their business so that they can make their business a success and, you know, live the life that they deserve, just like I want to do, you know, a life of freedom. So in a sense, it's it's choosing who you want to work with. Yeah. Amazing. I just, oh. Those tips were great. Thank you. Thank you for giving three when I asked for one. This is amazing. I feel 
I feel so abundant right now <laughs> of all of this goodness. Well, one is not enough. You've got to do the three steps. You've got to do my three steps. Those are, those are really, really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and bringing it back, I guess, to where you're at today. Um, and we're in the spring of 2021 for anybody who is listening to this a little bit later. What is your career teaching you right now? Uh, my career is teaching me that running a business is not easy, but it is the best decision I have ever made in my life. It provides me with a lifestyle of freedom. Um, it provides me the opportunity to be a role model for my children, to show them that when life gives you a situation where you're not being respected, you're being marginalized, you're being bullied, then you can do whatever you want to do. And if the best thing is to walk away from it, which it is in such a situation, because it's very difficult to change those kind of toxic work cultures, mm. um, then, you know, there's a different way of doing things. So it's about self-respect in the end. So if you're, for, for instance, you were in an interview or something like that and you get these bad vibes, you know, knowing what I know now, I would walk away because it's going to be very difficult to change that. Look for another job, you know. Um, believe in yourself. Um, so it's not easy running a business and it's, it's not, you know, I'm not perfect uh, at it. It's ups and downs. Uh, it requires resilience, but I wouldn't want it any other way. So what I hope for for the future is, you know, just to keep doing what I'm doing for my business to grow and to serve more people and and help more people and inspire more people, hopefully as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm having all the feels. I'm very, very excited. <laughs> um, and just to wrap up, um, where can people find you, connect with your journey, learn more about the three steps? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, my website is rock-social.com. And on there, you can find um, links to <laughs> everything. Uh, you can download my um, content creation playbook, which is free, so that can help you um uh, plan your content and how to think about the things that we spoke about in the three steps as well. Um, you can also book a connection call if you want to have a quick chat. That's always nice. And then I'm on Instagram. Instagram is my fave platform. Um, and I'm rocksocial underscore on Instagram as well. So feel free to connect. Amazing. And I'll put all of those juicy links in the show notes for sure. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your journey with us, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lovely conversation. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast, where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a career that stands out. Don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the Career Clubhouse? You can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops. Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.